Welcome to Hadley Loves Friends, a podcast where I, Hadley, watch friends with my friends, Nikki and Nika, who love friends. But I've never seen friends before, and that's the premise of the podcast. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Ten eps deep. Yeah, Just recapping the theme of the podcast for new listeners. That's the premise of the podcast. Starting straight in, the premise of this episode was Ooh. amazing. Now, I want to, for our listeners, if they've again, 10 eps deep, and haven't realised like we are like bleeding heart lefty pinko liberals by this point. <laughs> <laughs> then, then prepare. Hey, hey, speak for yourself. Hashtag Paula Ben. <laughs> Don't even joke. Hashtag no. feel the burn. Also, though, sorry, Paula, I mean, you're still a human. Yeah. I don't know, I don't agree with your politics. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> we'll buy your panini next time we see you. <laughs> bowl of latte. Um... <laughs> Okay, so this whole episode, masquerading under the, the, it's kind of about Ross and Monica's um, grandma dying, but also the main thrust of it was one of Chandler's co-workers, who came in really hot at the start of the episode, Mm. I thought. It was pre-credits. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-credits in her big red oversized shirt. And let's agree, we want to see her back. And Carla Goods. She's amazing. Um, I'm not a fan, I can't remember her name. Shelly. Your name's Shelly. I'm not a fan of Shelly. Um, yeah, it sh- this episode should not be called the one we Nana knows twice. Mm. Because... What should it be called, Hadley? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, now you're throwing me under the bus, but um, it was the whole episode was about... The one where Chandler gets defensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the deeply about... homophobic <laughs> episode of Friends that we all want to forget exists, but it, it does. Is. It's amazing. It was just simply incredible that he gets mistaken. At the start of the episode, she tries to pair him up with uh, one of his Lol. male... Lol from the counts, yeah. male co-workers, and um, and he is so offended that he brings it up for uh, when they go to the the central perk. He brings it up for the rest of the episode. It, like it really has an effect with a capital A. <laughs> e A. No, he's I, affected by it. He's affected. We're all right. <laughs> yeah. The king's English. Why uh, does every episode devolve <laughs> arguing about a word? So, guys, home improvement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Every I mean, single time. what a problem. Yeah. The, the the standout moment for me in that was when they're at the wake after the funeral's mm-hmm. happened and Ross has fallen the hole, uh, which we'll get to later. Chandler's chatting to the lady and Ross comes out and he's, Chandler, if you want to be gay, be gay. And the the, friend, the lady he's, he's talking to turns to a friend and says, you were right. And the look that the... The extra has the mm. lady has, and like she looks like pissed off and shakes her head, like yeah, it's and walks off. And that I was like, oh, that's that's the worst of it. Like, and the, that's for me. I was like, oh, that hit me strong in the face because they had been talking for a while at this point, mm. and then she just turns around, says to her friend, "You are right," and then turns around and walks away and doesn't talk to Chandler at all. And at the time. Most of the party is standing with Joey watching the football game. So it's an awkward wake to be at then, other than the fact that it's a dead person's wake. But, like, 
there's not a lot of other people to talk to. Yeah. You'll end up crossing paths with that person again. I wouldn't worry about that so much. It's a fictional wake. <laughs> <laughs> Just the logistics of the fictional wake. Yeah. It's a mind-boggling thing. But yeah, I mean, we can't talk about the episode without addressing that at the same time. I just don't want to talk about it. It's terrible. It's terrible. But I mean, I'm trying to think of like redeeming features. I mean, there's all the Nana storyline. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's really interesting. I've got a question for you. Yeah, let's yeah we're moving back onto the the Nana storyline of this for sure. When they're in the hospital, yeah, and they turn up and there's Ross Ross and uh, Monica's mother and father and who was aunt? the other old woman? Yes, but my question to you is the middle scene. She's missing. Like she's I wrote to get a coffee. Well, she's, it's weird that she's not there. It's like they're like, we can't wait for her. She's gone to the bathroom. We've got to shoot the scene and we'll write her back in. It was just out of the blue. I was like, oh, I've never noticed that she just isn't there. No, because they bring her back in for the gag. Like, what's going on? We think she might have died. Uh, maybe. You know. Either way, who is she? They never explain who she is. Definitely sister. Definitely, Definitely sister. their auntie. Yeah. I'm watching um, a broad sitcom. I don't have to read into it. Just tell me <laughs> who she is. Yeah. Oh, hi, Aunt Phyllis. Done. Like, Boom. easy. Aunt Phyllis is dead. She died six years ago. Even I know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. My so, other, my, sorry, I've got one other thing on Nana at the hospital. Mm. I've always thought watching that, that they cut away from the nurse when Nana's died and she's coming back to life miraculously. And then the nurse goes back in with Ross and Rachel. Yes. And then they always cut away at the wrong time. It looks like there's... They haven't set the bed properly, and there's not enough sheet to cover Nana's face. So it's almost like this, the nurse actress is wrestling with sheet. She's like trying to desperately get it and cover Nana's face. And then they cut away. I'm like, do they cut? Do, do they cover her face? It always looks like there's not enough, and it's gonna like sit, the sheet's gonna sit at her nose. I so know that problem. And I mean, I wish that they'd stayed a little bit longer in that shot just so they could. I've thought experience. that every time I've seen yeah. it. I have also thought every time I've seen it. Why now? Why not the first time she died? Why do yeah. you all of a sudden there's beeps going? It's like <laughs> our audiences aren't smart enough. We need to all of a sudden put ER beeps in. Beep, beep, beep. And then be like, how do we say she's really dead this time? <laughs> Cover her face with a sheet immediately, nurse. <laughs> Cover up to the nose and no more. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, so... Because it's not terrifying. Like mostly covered face, but with like... Staring eyes. <laughs> Literally cold, dead yes. eyes. Unblinking, dead eyes. Yeah. If, if anyone else who uh, is like me and hadn't seen this episode before, it was called The One When Nana Dies Twice. They think she dies, then she wakes up briefly, then she dies again, and then the rest of the episode is just them dealing with the death. Um, other than a gag, um, why did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because emotions and they have lives outside of their friend group. I mean, if anything, it gifted us Elliot Gould for oh, 20 minutes. He's, oh. He is the MVP of the episode, isn't he? I love like Elliot Gould. Glad to have him back on the on the team. Yeah. And I'm fine with Nana dying to bring Elliot Gould back. But why did she have to die twice? Like, other than the gag of, Whoa! and they go, oh my god. This yeah. almost never happens. <laughs> yeah. What a line. <laughs> She's alive again. <laughs> oh, this almost never happens. Like yeah. That nurse who said that line probably got her, um, her Screen Actors Guild card <laughs> because of that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Good on it. <laughs> her sheet acting. <laughs> yeah. Sheet running into is a amazing. Room. Um, why? Yeah. So, so why name the episode that? Why know. is that a big, such a big deal? 
I mean, what would you name the episode, though? Again, you've come back. I feel like you're trying to paint me into a corner. Like, <laughs> say something, you know, use the F word, Hadley. Say something no, terribly homophobic. I promise homophobic. you I'm not, but um, I do want to know. Because yeah. I, I agree with you, but then I'm like, they're all like that. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and I thought they are going to make a gag of it. When they're preparing for Nana's funeral, yes. and they send Ross to climb into this awkwardly placed wardrobe. That yeah, yeah, it's always bugged me. How does she get her clothes? Logistically... You wouldn't be able to get the cupboard in there. Yeah, no, there's no way. No. But they did. They did. A, a decrepit old woman got a got a big dresser into a small cupboard. And we were in her regular clothes. How did she get her clothes at the shelf? Yeah, because she yeah. didn't climb in there every day. Maybe, Maybe that's, that's how, how she, she died. died. <laughs> she died doing what she loved. Clambering over her dresser, breaking both of her hips in the floor. Oh, God. Stashing sweet and low. Yeah. That's definitely how she died. I have. I also have noted that Shrimmer's acting when he pulls down the box of Sweet and Lows, and then they all start cascading on him is very, very lovely. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. That's not what I wanted though. <laughs> I wanted like him to open a box, and there's like an old Nazi dagger <laughs> or something like that. A dildo. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I'll, I'll take a dildo. <laughs> Anything. I mean, it was a beautiful moment of like, oh, just just Nana stuff or something like that. But I don't know. I just wanted a bit more controversy. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> yeah, it was Nana like, was a prospector. <laughs> a Nazi dagger. How great would that have been? Yeah. I mean, I feel it would have made you... that episode a real downer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's like homophobic and Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey. I'm just saying like just explore explore things and here's the thing about sitcoms that deal with death Scrubs one of the most the best episodes is when Brendan Fraser turns up and turns out he, he passed away I think it's like the second episode he's in you like um, mystical I mean is you it, like the mystical ghost episodes no where... because that's a showcase of John C. McGinley's yeah fantastic acting yeah I always want I can never get the two of like John C. Riley and right. John C. McGinley yeah very different actors but it's amazing yeah that yeah, moment yeah. How Met Your Mother when Marshall's dad passes away mm-hmm. that starts a, like an amazingly beautiful arc where they can explore these things I feel like we're not going to see in the next episode Home I'm... Improvement when the neighbour <laughs> there with no face dies <laughs> Wilson never dies no, no, we just... see his face in the last episode when Brad's terrible hair dies <laughs> that never dies we see his uh... face in the last episode <laughs> He what? lifts it up. <laughs> Much like Voldemort and Krill in the first like yeah. first movie, Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like some 50-year-old man. Brad, he lies. Turn around. Bring me Randy. Oh, my God. Come here, Randy. I mean, a way better sitcom. But... I would watch that way more. That took a turn. Um, <laughs> they always do. <laughs> All I'm saying is um, I felt like either lean into the... I like the drama and they did that well in parts then they had this weird messed up Chandler side plot that kind of um, yeah. yeah or I don't know make it like I think it might be an always sunny in Philadelphia moments where Charlie's grandfather dies and I think he finds like a full Nazi uniform oh, or yeah. something like that yeah. like yeah. grandma's the member of the KKK days. or something like just show go one way or the other show me drama show me comedy but just don't <laughs> give me middle of the road you know what makes a sitcom Nazis of the KKK <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want anymore. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a pull quote to mark at the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got to say, this episode of Friends, I think, is a rambling, 
like wayward lost episode what's going on they didn't know what to do they got to a certain point and they were like what do we do oh, yeah. much like this episode of this podcast <laughs> just rambling yeah. <laughs> hey um Hatters. yeah i got a new segment for you <gasps> i will we'll get to fashion watch in just a minute <laughs> but we've talked a lot about phoebe and yeah. her mm-hmm. and her ridiculously sad life yeah so I think the new segment could just be called Phoebe's Sad Life. Yeah. I have something for you in Phoebe's Sad Life, and it's not what you think it is. Ooh. So Phoebe, um, I, I, I expect that you expect that I'm going to talk about Phoebe talking um, about um, her best friend from junior high school who got hit by lightning. Or was it Debbie. Playing? Debbie. Debbie. Yep. On playing. a miniature golf course. Right, great. Yeah. That's sad. She dies. Now Phoebe <laughs> thinks of her whenever she has yellow pencils. Yes. Sad. Sure. But what's the real tragedy in this? Phoebe's talking early on in the episode, and she says something along the lines of, no, no, it's Rachel is talking um, about uh, why, why Chandler, but she thought that Chandler was gay when, they, when she first met him. And she said, the reason I knew that you weren't was because at Phoebe's birthday party, you were staring at my chest the whole time or something like that. Yeah. We didn't see Phoebe's birthday party. I just swept away. <laughs> What happened at a birthday party? It was so not interesting. It didn't even make an episode of a, of a sitcom. We know that Rachel is not only Not only did it not make an episode, but if they had to choose between a Phoebe birthday party episode and weird homophobic <laughs> dead grandmother twice episode, yeah. they leaned the other way. How amazing would Phoebe's birthday be? What kind of cake is she getting? Ginger cake? Not, I don't know. I just feel like this be has now become one of the most compelling things for me. Watching you discover Phoebe. Like, every episode is something new is revealed. I'm We're sitting next to each other on a couch, and I just side-eye. And I'm like, <laughs> what does he think? What does he think about this? It's so exciting to me to see you discover her. In episode after episode after episode, I'm loving David Schwimmer more and more. Mm. And also, I did watch the OJ um, <laughs> American Crime Story. Juice! <laughs> Juice! 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 <laughs> I have checked that as a super cut of all the times that David Schwimmer says juice. Um, <laughs> but guys, he's the juice. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was really good. Maybe... You'll listen back and be like, no, it just sounded like you. <laughs> saying, but guys. It sounded like Fabio. <laughs> <Yeah>. Speaking of... <laughs> Speaking of foreign names, Paolo's back. Paolo's back. He never left. Well, he did to Rome, but he's... He never, he's still there. Yeah, that's another thing that happened. It's sad, sad Paolo's sad visa <laughs> issues that were ongoing. Yeah. <laughs> not even the character, the actor Paolo. Was they explained it at Phoebe's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Which we never saw. No. Uh, I um, think Elliot Gould did some solid gold at Phoebe's birthday party as well. Oh, oh, he would have been mm-hmm. on form. Yeah. He would have been like doing napkin gags. <laughs> What's a napkin gag? What's not a napkin gag? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'd be like doing some napkin related magic. Yeah, yeah. Like, here's a coin under here, and then afterwards, so he's like, yeah, and and pull my finger or yeah. something like a like a dad would do. Right. Also, take Ken gags out. I reckon he just has a nap in the middle of the party. Totally, he mm. absolutely does. My only entry for fashion watch. Okay. For the episode, very rare to see friends in sunglasses. Oh yeah, and they all have, and it's so like. 94. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. Jordache jeans and like not quite aviators. It's like not like frameless sunglasses. Well, they're not frameless. It's just like wearing no, spectacles. No, they're not like Morpheus frameless, but yeah. 
like just like, wire framed yeah. but that's what it reminded me of is like when the matrix came out in what 97 and then like in 1988 uh, 1998 1999 where people are trying to make short films around yes. the matrix but don't have the budget of the matrix they're wearing not like cool long ankle length leather jackets but it's <laughs> shitty coats and shitty glasses yeah totally that's what the funeral scene looked like yeah totally yeah my, my fashion watch is different okay one of the things I really noticed up until the the wake, obviously, where they were all kind of in black. Do you notice a real heavy terracotta thing yeah. coming through the beginning? It was really like, you know, when your parents would take you looking for a house or whatever in the 90s. You know, you go to an open home just because it's just popping and see, you know. And it was like that terracotta tiling uh, and then like... It was the worst Saturday ever. Like, <laughs> we're not going to buy this life. house ever. Yeah. Why are we here? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, a real like heavy terracottas like hand painted style a yeah. lot of heavy cardigans a large tan jacket on ross like yeah rachel had a like a very earthy tones a red thing going on <laughs> yeah ross had his red boots on shelly had a big terracotta cardi to yeah. start i think and chandler had massive ties that were like mm. trump wide like they were so big <laughs> yeah yep. they were some big and ties. then and that last shirt he had on in the closing credits thing when he's talking to lol and brian mm. Massive, massive front pockets. Oh, huge. They were too low down. They start kind of below his nipples. <laughs> and you could have fit a dinner plate in each of them. <laughs> and I want to throw it out there on the mention of Brian. I don't think Brian is out of Chandler's League. No way, nah. is he? No he way. Absolutely he is. Oh, you do think he is? I think Ch- uh, Brian is out of Chandler's oh, League. No, I don't uh, agree. I disagree. I think Chandler, uh, with his behavior, I think he's an ugly person. <laughs> I think that he doesn't deserve Brian. Do you even know Brian? He could be an ugly person too. Mm. Well, they, they don't deserve each other. They All I'm going to say alone. is, to me, I mean, I agree. If you, you know, like if you're hating on Chandler, that's why they deserve to be alone. But what's so special about Brian? He just came in and looked like a bit of a douche and then left. He looked like, he looked like a 90s cool boy. Yeah, right. Well, a bit of a douche. Did you say 90s cool boy or cool boy? Cool. Cool boy. Cool. A cool cool boy. (laughs) I don't don't know what a cool boy is, but cool boy is like a weird statement. It's like, that cool boy. 90s cool boy, my new favorite phrase. (laughs) (laughs) Now, can I share something with you that I notice every time we watch this episode? Please. Apart from like... The blatant homophobia. Mm. At the very beginning, they're sitting around having a Chinese meal, you know, takeout. Mm. Have you noticed the utensils they use? They are amazing. Oh, no. One side fork, the other side chopstick. Fluorescent plastic colours. They, I need this utensil in my oh. life. I'm deeply disappointed that none of them can effectively use chopsticks. <laughs> like, they're sort of swishing noodles around their plate. Mm. But... Um. I I think that if IKEA put them out, they'd sell like hotcakes. Mm. How does it work with the the, the chopstick side? Are there two? Are there like a imagine ni- a big fork yeah. and a, like a chopstick. Just yeah. imagine chopstick, but then on one end is there's the option of a fork. Well, and the I fork, assume, but the handle's split and flexible. Ah, oh, okay, gotcha. So that's what you're saying, eh? There are two chopsticks on on the back of the fork, or no. is there like another oh, chopstick so with a knife forks. on the end or something? Two chopsticks, two forks. Why do you need two forks? That's ridiculous. My, my great... idea is way better. No, I think it's a great utensil. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that alarms me when they're, when they're eating, eating the Chinese takeaways is the amount of takeaway boxes they have in the apartment. 
Yeah, well, we got it. There's like a pending. There's a pending <laughs> shot, and there's about twelve boxes. We went to Flying Horse last night and over ordered oh, in the extreme. We so. will be throwing out a lot of liquor. Now freezing the mate. Now it's goring. Mm. <laughs> Tastes good. A week later, out of the freezer. Sweet and sour nugs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't save nugs. <laughs> Never save nugs. Don't save nugs. Never save nugs. Another great slogan. <laughs> Cool boys don't let cool boys save yeah. nugs. Nice cool, cool boys. boys don't save nugs. <laughs> so one thing that this episode almost did, which was kind of cool but didn't quite land it, I think, was to have like a death chat about like what happens when we die. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cool that that podcast. Uh, that um, I think it's called cool podcast to that. <laughs> Shout out to Pete Holmes. You made it weird. <laughs> but I think it's cool when sitcoms like. You know, Joey subverted the mood by saying it's worm food, and everyone's like, oh, that's an actual person who just died. But mm. I don't know. Oh, I, I, but again, I want to go deeper. Yeah. Yeah. But then I remind myself, what was this on? Like 5 p.m. on a weekdays? Like, I'd say solid 7 30. Yeah. Oh. 6 30. 6 30. I reckon it was a 6 30 because it was back to back with Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. So it would have been 6 6 30. And then short and straight at 7. Yeah. So yeah, we're and not then like get... police ten seven seven thirty. Hey Matt, my friend, Nico's adolescence. <laughs> so we're not going to get yeah full on death chat or even KKK at, at six thirty. Stop wanting the KKK. I'm not wanting the KKK. <laughs> if it's KKK, it's going to be like family friendly, amusing KKK. Yeah, yeah. Stop. I'm not saying we want them. I'm just saying like pick a side. But I can now see why they're just going for like bland, broad appeal to everybody. Me too, Hadley. I can also see why they're not writing KKK storylines. Yeah, but like, isn't that interesting though? That whole thing of <laughs> like, you have no idea what your grandparents got up to. There was an interesting shot where they had the photo of her grandma at, at Java, Java Joe's. Close yeah. to the, what, what did you call it? I don't know. Something like Java. Java, 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 Java heads. Java, 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 Java. Yeah. And like, so. <laughs> so your predictions were about 70 years too late. <laughs> yeah, there was no problem. I was imagining the Friends prequel. So you're, uh, you're like, chums. You're a 30s cool boy. <laughs> That's my problem. You were a 90s cool boy. And they're like, oh, this is like grandma and the gang. What if the grandma was in an actual gang? A biker gang. One of the first biker gangs ever made. You don't know what your grandparents you are up to. You don't. And that makes interesting drama. Java Joe's drug den. Yeah. It does make interesting drama. Does it make an interesting sitcom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I just don't want to watch Friends. Maybe that's my problem. Well, Next guys. week on Hattie Loves Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> Now there's a show. Would you rather watch another episode of Friends or be buried at sea <laughs> like Elliot Gould? Yeah. Huh. Well, I think that uh, wraps up another episode, does it? I think so. Uh, next prediction. Yeah. The one where underdog gets away. Now, where, the one where that underdog or just underdog? The one where underdog gets away. Okay. So I reckon underdog is the dog that belongs to their downstairs neighbour in the apartment. Ah, so um, a literal underdog. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, <laughs> and the dog that lives under them gets out of the apartment and the person who turns up, uh, he's like knocking on all the doors. Nah, this is just the same storyline as Paolo and the cat, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but maybe now there's like a female version of Paolo. Yeah, maybe. All of that or... My, my, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> Um, I'll just say, Joey gets bit by a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, join us for the next episode when we break down Joey getting bit by a dog.
See you, 90s cool boys. <laughs> <laughs>